one more uh, step further and to think of the positive and not on the negative. And they thought of creating a park, a joint park, and they knew nothing about this concept. They Googled the idea mm -hmm. and they came up with the Peace Park Foundation. They invited the CEO of the Peace Park Foundation from South Africa to come to give them a lectures and some, um, some workshop was done. And then they came up with this great idea for Peace Park, mm. knowing again nothing about past local experience, learning nothing about past mistakes, etc. Sure. So I think that the fact that is it is still running for 34 years at least in our area mm. grants it a considerable, considerable um, power again. So, so this last example that you described, the uh, the community were unaware, and and that helped, <laughs> that helped them be more effective in in implementing. I mean, uh, eventually they reached out to the peace but the, the Peace Park Foundation and brought in strategists and had a better sense. But was it their naivete that allowed them to sort of persevere and move forward? I, I don't know. I think it was again the negative threat and the w the th the fact that they succeeded in something I see. they won some uh, international prizes hmm. about the rehabilitation of the river uh -huh. and they were uh, motivated to move forward mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so now they are in their funding uh, looking for funds kind of uh, states they produced a great CD mm -hmm. <laughs> about mm -hmm. the joint project and I hope to see it materialized but they are very First of all, they are not calling themselves peacemakers. Mm. They are talking about themselves as planners. Mm. They are not approaching any NGOs or peace NGOs. Mm. They don't want to be affiliated to any political entity. Right. So they are working as environmentalists and as planners. They want to keep it local. And in their declaration of or statement of such park, they are talking about joint cooperation um, and they are like hoping that in the future the border will be lifted. They are not pursuing this specific end of eliminating the border. Right, right. They are very pragmatic and maybe this is why gradually they can succeed. Well, that's very interesting. That's I in our research in long-term conflicts in Israel-Palestine and elsewhere, that is one of the strategies that we find to be more successful when you have a conflict of that nature, peace work has its own downside. And to be associated with the peace movement or with goals around achieving peace can often politicize what you do and, and derail what you do. But if you can have it be about economic development or environmental conservation or things that are not you know, intentionally unrelated to peace, you run into fewer problems. So it is a strategy, I think, that's employed more and more to yeah. just not associate with that discourse. Yeah. Well, the initiatives I looked into declare themselves as to, as wanting to promote peace mm. because there there were many more other initiatives, uh, touristic initiatives and environmental initiatives that crossed the border that didn't talk about peace. Uh -huh. But when I started looking to it, what I um, decided to look at are cross-border uh, cooperation on a specific land mm -hmm. that wants to be one or to be united in a way or jointly run or jointly uh, developed or managed. So, and, and that cooperation is one of their goals. 
So these are positive in, two sure. in the two senses, both of cooperation and of conflict uh, uh, and of um, nature conservation. Sure, sure. So it could be that declaring yourself as such uh, is... Uh, in Some way handicaps your project, yeah. right? Yeah. But on the, other w- on the other hand, if you want to lift the border, you have to assume peace. Right. But it, it would be an interesting analysis to look more broadly at other initiatives that tried to address tourism and development, um, but in a way that, uh, you know. Yeah. Actually, I was sitting for many hours in archives looking in the, for example, in the Ministry of Tourism archive. And there were so many dreams beautifully mm. expressed um, for cross-border tourism of um, nature trails and um, culture and historical and archaeological. And they were all just buried under the political uh, um, situation. situation right. And it just, for me, it was so depressing to see this great optimism. It's actually called the peace euphoria years because sure. people were in a euphoria. Yeah. And the declaration of most of the parks I've examined are so optimistic. Mm. They try to look at themselves as a non-political project, uh-huh. but they assume peace is, uh, is here and it's here to stay. Right, and could be non-political, right? Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. Very, <laughs> very interesting. Can you talk, when you talk about success that this particular case was successful on some criteria. What, what does that look like? What does success mean when these things work? W- in the Red Sea Marine Peace Park, a success was achieved in creating um, conservation of, of the marine life there. They uh, succeeded in producing um, protocols and to joint monitoring of, of the area. The the park itself is a 10 kilometers uh, non-sequential reserve. Three of them is in the Israeli side and seven of them is on the Jordanian side. And they had mutual exchange of knowledge and data and and they um, regularly met in order to both learn and decide about how they want to uh, preserve this unique area. So you can see it in the policy and planning that starts to happen in a joint way. And yeah. yeah. Do um, and do they track, you know, like physical or biological indicators to see if it's actually helping the environment in the area? Or is it... Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I'm not a biologist or marine biologist, but there were several articles uh, produced by it and protocols. And all of the scienti- scientists say it enhanced um, conservation of the area. Mm-hmm. And... This area is built on tourism. And when you enhance the conservation of the area, you enhance tourism. When you enhance tourism, the stabilization of the area increases. Mm -hmm. So you enhance peace in a way because Mm -hmm. the um, chances that this specific location will will go into some shaky... Right, create uh, the conditions for, for... Disillusionment and frustration. Yeah. Yeah. So you enhance stability and you enhance peace. So both directly by creating cross-border cooperation between the scientists and the institutions of the scientists. These are national institutions that were working with universities and with marine biologists all over the country, not only in these specific locations. Mm -hmm. So 
not only that you enhanced scientific cooperation and created pu public policy making about this area, uh, which of course leaks and into different areas of environmental policy making, mm -hmm. you by creating this uh, better condition in the area, you enhanced tourism mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and peace in yeah. an indirect way. Not to um, differ with Mandela, but I, 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 I suspect that it is a concept that is universally acceptable, but the Im implementation um, during times of war and conflict I think are particularly problematic. It, that seems to be what, what you're finding in the Israel-Palestine case, that perhaps from a preventative perspective, establishing peace parks in, um, in on borders where there's t there are perhaps increasing tensions or the possibility of that as a way to mitigate that uh, will, would be much easier to implement than it would be in an ongoing conflict where you have the uh, difficulties with parties even recognizing the other as, as you know as legitimate parties or as ministries of, of those par those countries. So uh, I think the idea of peace parks is a is an excellent idea, but the implementation in these settings I think is much more problematic. I think it depends what the situation on the borders is, because for example in the Israel-Syrian case, the concept of the park will enable, according to uh, the ones that are promoting it, will enable the achievement of peace. And without it, it will be much more harder because the, the, the park itself helps to um, mesmerize maybe the delineation of the specific border, mm -hmm. which is in high conflict. Sure. It helps to result the water conflict in the area, in mm -hmm. this specific area. Sure. Israelis are afraid not to to have um, access to the entire circumvent of the Sea of Galilee. And such park will enable it. Such park will enable demilitarization of this highly conflictual area. Mm. So peace parks are part of different processes. In this specific it's not a post-conflict area, mm -hmm. but it's an ongoing conflict, and it, the park is envisioned to be part of the official resolution of the conflict. So it's actually part of the peacemaking before the government has even signed the papers mm -hmm. of peace. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you can take the peace park conflict, and, and maybe this is why research is not so... Uh, harsh about deciding whether it's I it is helpful or not, mm -hmm. and it depends on what level do you look at. If if the park helps local communities to stabilize their own life, but didn't help government to draw people to touristic area, what does it mean? Mm -hmm. Is the park failed to achieve its um, its goals or sure, not? Sure. So. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure about right, your it answer. Depends, it it depends, depends on the situation, and right, uh, it, it's not only the Israeli-Palestinian uh, situation, but the Israel-Arab in general. And now with the well, the, the Arab Spring, we we don't know <laughs> what would happen. Sure. And what I have to say also that what research has shown is that in the Israeli-Jordanian case, what stopped this project from materializing 
is the Israeli-Palestinian conflict mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. endures. Mm-hmm. And 70% of the Jordanian population are Palestinian in origin. So um, all these different uh, ideas for creating these uh, spaces of cooperation uh, still exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm optimistic by nature, but... Uh, um, I don't know for sure if uh, these parks are used the way, the right way, or mm-hmm. the way they should be used. Well, one of the hard things about Peace Park that they are dealing with territory and with yeah. land yeah. and with crossing the borders. Mm-hmm. If you, and it's very political, of course, and if you want to create some, I don't know, joint uh, musical uh, cooperation, it's easier to avoid the conflict. Sure. But in my experience, um, not as a researcher, but as a um, mediator of groups of environmentalists, of Israelis and Palestinians mostly, I came to realize that working in an environment is very concrete. Mm. People can leave the conflict aside for at least a few meetings Mm -hmm. and work together to some end in a very productive way. Mm -hmm. So environment, yes, but when you speak of territory, as parks do, it adds the political uh, topic into it directly. So working on environmental... Uh, hazard or not, it was successful in mm-hmm. a few instances mm-hmm. throughout the years. This has been a, uh, an interview with Shaha, who has uh, been working and uh, doing research on peace parks, uh, particularly in Israel, uh, uh, in Israel with uh, various um, Arabic nations uh, which surround Israel, and um, has, has been able to unearth some interesting, I think, findings and conditions that could be promising, I think, for future attempts at, uh, at these types of uh, collaborative n- initiatives, both to prevent conflict, I think, and to mitigate and p- possibly resolve conflict. But it does, uh, and, and given the, the current uh, s- state of the environment and the uh, connections we're seeing between such things as storms and climate change and the ozone layer, which was in the New York Times today, there'll be more and more opportunities, I think, certainly for crises to unite uh, to unite the parties, and perhaps, as you suggest, uh, there's still some hope for uh, for the, the the option of cooperation and, and joint work together as uh, as a mutual goal, moving moving the parties together as well. So, thank you for coming. Thank you for time. Thank you for your work, and we look forward to um, seeing how it unfolds. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure.